This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by The One Stop Guild Shop. Man, if you're looking for a good time, you want to check out The One Stop Guild Shop. You can check them out at onestopguildshop.com, facebook.com forward slash onestopguildshop, and Instagram at onestopguildshopflorida. Ask yourself, what is One Stop Guild Shop? I'll tell you what it is. It's a pop-up D&D experience, and all you need is you. They provide everything you need. They get the characters. They've got the scenario. It's a hit it and quit it. It's a one-night, all-time fun D&D experience. You can check them out. You can book them for private parties and events. Just hit, hit them up on social media. You got a favorite shop, a bar, or just an awesome venue in general? Why don't you let them know? And then then they could pop up there and you could have a great time. Check them out at One Stop Guild Shop. Don't forget the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hello, internet. Yeah, we back in the fact. Don't know you had a long day, but let us inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And it's loose on the loose. You know the tag team champs. Man, we get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways. You know, Nintendo, Sega Genesis, so many systems. Your Dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth. Cause it's the Happy Hour Podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Internets, my name is Johnny Womack, and with me, as always, is my co-captain on this wild ride, Deuce. What's going on, man? Hey, man. We are the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Uh, We are a weekly podcast, and every single episode starts with the good old Deuce salute, patent pending. That one may be a little better. That was better than the last one. This one, this one, good. more audio. This one, this one is uh, it's a bigger can, so maybe that that helped. I got some jingly ice right here. Yeah. Ooh. What are, What are you drinking, Owen? And then we, we can talk about what I'm what I'm double fisting over here. I'm doing some mango white claw over ice, my friend. Nice. Mango What's your favorite claw. flavor of white claw? Man. Is it mango, or do you have a particular one you like? Or anything in the variety pack number two is good for me. Uh, that's the lemon, mango, watermelon, and tangerine. Tangerine Ooh. happens to be my favorite. Now, let me ask you this, because I've been dipping my toes in the uh, the hearts, uh, what do you call them? Sp- not spritz, seltzers. Uh, Old County can't say that word. I no, I don't know. Uh, but I, I'm kind of digging the Trulies, personally. Uh, what, 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 which do you prefer? Do you have a preference? I go back and forth. You know what? I used to, I, I was started out with the white claws. Then I think they changed their formula. I went, they did. And then I think Trulies changed their formula and they got way too sweet. So now I'm back on the claws. Claws are still my favorite. Have you tried Bud Light seltzers? I haven't tried those, but Corona ones, they're not too bad. Really? I, I, I will say this. I've tried the Bud Lights and I like them a lot. Uh, I really like the strawberry. That's probably my favorite one. 
Uh, but they've got a variety pack, and it's not bad. The only bad news is I was hoping, like, because Bud Light made it, it'd be a dollar or two cheaper than, like, the Truly and the White Claw, but they're all about the same price. Yeah, they're like 17 bucks, which is, is too much. For a 12-pack, it's goddamn ridiculous. I agree. I agree. You know how much, how much Miller High Life I could buy for $17? <laughs> Truth. Uh, anyways, uh, if you if you missed last week's episode, uh, we have uh, Owen Butler from the Ono Radio Show and the Ono Wrestling Show, he, and he does other stuff. This guy is a jack of all trades. Uh, welcome back, sir, to the Happy Hour, Johnny and Deuce. Well, thank you for having me on another edition of Johnny Hour. Uh, wait a minute, it's the Howie <laughs> Hour with Johnny and Deuce, and my name is Owen Butler from the Oh No Radio Show. Good job, man. That's that, good shit. We got we got to get that. I don't know what we got to do to get that, but we got to work on that, Johnny. That and the other thing I've been wanting for a while, even though Johnny's gonna shut the shit down, I want an old school like have a real radio, like a soundboard with like drops where you can do the sound drops because I think that's so like early two thousands nineties radio, and I think it's fucking great. I've got one, and I uh, I toyed with having one of my one of my co-hosts. Like, all right, you're going to be in charge of this. Unfortunately, <laughs> all he did was fart for an entire episode, and I just couldn't take it anymore. So I had to unplug him, and he's he was he's not he's banned from uh, from ever using it again. Damn it, man! Because you Johnny knows that's exactly what I would do. It's <laughs> fart noises or the like the 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 jizz sound, the squirt squirt squirt, <laughs> like <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, it would just be just random ass noises or like Tony Soprano going Gagoo or just just <laughs> ridiculous. That makes no sense. Does not apply to what we're talking to. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah. Uh, you know, screw it. Let's try it. We'll, 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 we'll do it for one episode. You get a trial run. <laughs> Get a trial run and see what happens. Probationary period. So, so we're, we're renting the machine is what Johnny's saying. Like, we'll rent a machine for the night so you can play with it, but we're not putting it in the budget. Correct. I'll, uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you some tips if you ever want some on that, uh, that Johnny. I'll, I'll let you know what soundboard I use. So, uh, Sounds yeah. good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are we get talk wrestling tonight? Is that? What yeah, that's actually what I wanted to lead off with because me and Johnny were having a conversation while you, you were out of the room for a minute. Uh, I'm going to start with the easy question, then hit you with the harder question. The easy question is how was because you went to the first, which is literally the first AEW pay per view, which was Dark or Nothing. How fucking cool was that? Wow. I mean, it's such a loaded question. You might have to give me a minute or two here. Uh, just- yeah walk you through it because we were fans of the the whole inspiration between the 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 all-in event and you know hey the challenge between uh cody and dave Meltzer. no independent com- promotion can fill a ten thousand seat arena and uh my co-hosts on ono wrestling were able to go to the first uh, all in event prior to aew being an actual company they went to the event the, the Sears Center in Chicago, and they were able to to go to that. And uh, from there, it was like this was it was right around that time where I'm I'm sort of transitioning from being 
a huge wrestling and more WWE fan to really finding my way into kind of the Indies and like following Cody's career path as well uh, in leaving, you know, WWE. So I was incredibly, you know, excited. I wasn't able to go to that all in event when the opportunity presented itself. My uh, my two friends on the show, um, they hopped in. First off, if you don't know, all in sold out within I think it was 28 minutes. That's well, something that, crazy. Double or nothing. We were obviously facing that same battle. It was going to be hard to get tickets. Well, I've got two huge wrestling nerds on my side. And one of them was able to get into that waiting room, that ticket master waiting room or whatever it was. And he got the three. And it was Owen. If like you have to come to this, we'll even buy the ticket for you. If you just, you know, book a get here, yeah, go to Vegas with us and do this. So, uh, my wife, or sorry, not my wife, my buddy Duncan's wife and uh, and himself, they got a hotel room. Uh, it was it, sorry, we had four tickets because of her. I got, God, sorry, Kelsey, I forgot about you. And, uh, and then, and then, uh, my my buddy uh, Matthew and myself, we got a hotel room. We kind of split the cost with everything, and yeah, first time I ever even went to Vegas as well. Oh wow! So, so not only did we get the the tickets to to go to such a massive event, but we also got to stay in the MGM Grand in the nice. hotel, of course, where uh, Double or they were Nothing doing the show was yeah it was happening in the. Uh, it's like the Grand Theater, something they call it. I always forget what the, the Garden Theater, I believe it is. So so all we had to do is realistically walk downstairs through a lobby of casinos, to get to the actual show, which was cool in and of itself. But on top of all that, we were able, using our Oh No Media and Oh No Wrestling credentials, we were able to get press passes and i've got it i've got actually got it right here my oh. media credential all right check it out i'm surprised you don't have it on the wall framed to be honest with you there's my media credential right for here. starcast yes yeah. so we didn't have to pay a dime to for starcast oh that's we badass we didn't have to pay a dime and and we you know we had to pay uh if I didn't do it, but Duncan did and, uh, you know, bought a couple of meet and greet, like extra. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but no, we were able to basically just show those passes, go there the day of the event. They gave us the lanyards. We walked around and we were able to meet a ton of the wrestlers that were both involved in, you know, in double or nothing and people that weren't as well. And, and yeah, like not only was it my first trip to Vegas, it was the first actual AEW pay-per-view and event, the like actual branded event. So it, it felt it was too monumental in my mind to not be able to go to. And it was yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a cheap weekend. No, I'm but sure. I'm still not thrilled about, you know, some of some of that. But but it was worth But it's one of those once in a lifetime things, you know, it's one of those things like that memory will be with you until they put you in the ground. Dude, I have this I mean, from the start to finish, the show was amazing. We went to Starcast uh, for two days before. So we were able to get some interviews with, with, uh, again, a ton of different wrestlers. I brought recording equipment. We kind of all brought like, 
it's like, okay, you bring a microphone, I bring a microphone, I uh, I bring the recorder, or we kind of all throw a couple cables in and we were able to just kind of like, we were able to make it work. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we, uh, we went out, we, we interviewed people at StarCast, which was just such a great experience too, because we, you know, I love being around other wrestling fans. One fucking interesting part is that in the hotel that Starcast was in Caesar's Palace. Right. And upstairs there were there's these like little areas where you can kind of like congregate and one of them wasn't being used. And it would be it would honestly be used in a corporate convention setting as sort of like your check-in desk, if you will. Okay. So before any of like Starcast really started, we commandeered it, and we like without asking anybody, we just decided we're setting up our microphones. We're gonna sit here and just talk to fans and talk to you know people coming by and put our put our merch out there and put our stickers, yeah, and, you know, all this Ono oh wrestling stuff. And people would come by and like, what the hell is this? And we, you know, we. You know, have a little chat with them. Some of them got used on the show. Some of them didn't. And that's even before we even got in to, like, talk to any of the wrestlers. And we're walking around and checking out all the booths and what. Uh, we, we got to, yeah, we got to meet a ton of different people. But one of the things that sticks out, you know, really big in my mind was we didn't get cheap seats either for double or nothing. We were three rows back from, Holy shit. from, from the ring. Wow. And we had Tony Giovanni before he was hired by AEW was sitting directly in the row in front of us. Wow. He cornered four or five seats away, but in a way that he could probably like, he could hear us sort of talking. And I don't know if I've even told this story. Um, Owen got a little bit drunk. Surprise, surprise before Double or nothing happens. Fair, fair. You're in Vegas. And, and I had I had sort of like, for whatever reason, and this is completely, like lately, my opinion of this guy has changed completely. I love Tony Giovanni now. Yeah. For some reason, drunk Owen that particular night was just like, fuck Not Tony having it. <laughs> fucking, fuck, fucking, what a hack. I fucking never liked him on WC. I mean, I'd ever, like, never, never my thing. And Tony Giovanni just kind of kept turning, like, oh my God, like, I don't even know if I want to. These fans are jerks. <laughs> like, and, and they were obviously trying to woo him. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Being one of the guys that they wanted as their lead commentator. And there's fucking dumbass me from a bullshit podcast in Orlando just being like, Tony Giovanni sucks. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. But uh, see, I love Tony Schiavone. And one of the parts of the story I definitely want to ask you about is I'm a big uh, uh, Conrad Thompson fan because I love all of his podcasts. And StarCast is his baby. So I kind of wanted to know, like, what was that like? Because when they were going to do WrestleMania in Tampa, they were going to have a StarCast in Tampa. And I was kind of like looking at tickets because I'm like, I'm not going to go to WrestleMania, but I might go to StarCast. And like, what were your thoughts? Do you recommend it? What did you enjoy about it? Like, what what was your kind of thoughts? Well, I didn't get to go to StarCast 1, which was, of course, all in. Right, and right, right. My, but my buddies did. Right. And 
their opinion was that Starcast Two was so much better set up than yeah, the first one. one. It was still kind of janky, if I'm being honest with you. Like uh, they could have had better directions in the hotel. They could have had better information as to who's appearing when and where and all right. that. It became kind of hard to navigate. It wasn't perfect by any right. means, but I'll say that it overall was great. The f- the major like sales floor and where you could meet all the wrestlers was very nicely done. It uh, we got to meet a ton of different people that we wanted to meet that were there, and a ton of people that you know uh, we didn't expect to meet. I I was also just still getting used to like I didn't know a lot of the indie names that were going to be AEW like stalwarts at the time because I just I hadn't had exposure to them. But what I will say was they did a great job in making it very easy and cool for us to hang out with uh, uh, in for like the big announcements and to have like the big press conferences with Cody and Brandy and the right. Bucks and all that stuff. And it was it felt it felt like a huge event. Uh, and then, like I said, we we got to meet you know, uh, an interview few people that again, I, I wanted to, and then a few that were just like, well, fuck it. We're here. We might as well, might as well to, for instance, if we're talking Starcast, I can go through the list. If you'd like, like of all the sure. randos that we, we can yeah, man, we interviewed, we interviewed quite a, uh, a large amount of, of, uh, strange people. And dude, I never expected in my life, to get to interview Greg the Hammer Valentine. Uh, That's a so throwback. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't he? What was funny about him is that it started off, everything started off nice and cool. We were trying to be like, okay, the old man needs a little bit of time to kind of like respond to our questions and what have you. Uh, and, uh, and he, and he was kind of reluctant to do so at first, but then started hopping in and we started like bullshitting with him and it all seemed good. And then he started going, like, I think we asked him what his like worst wrestling, uh, gig ever was like what his worst wrestling experience or place that he, you know, uh, you know, had, you know, a bad experience with. And he starts going into Puerto Rico and starts getting a little bit like, oh, oh, this guy. Um, He's dropping a oh, different type of hammer. <laughs> yeah, he, he was getting a little bit uh, racist. I didn't want to, you know, really yeah. call the dude out. But right. uh, but yeah, he, he started getting a little a little bit uh, a little bit rude with that. So we kind of moved on. Uh, we interviewed LAX. Oh, awesome. uh, at the time they were, they were still LAX. That unfortunately was an interview that like we've talked about in the past kind of got lost to digital corruption and all that type of thing. So that's one that we weren't able to even keep. And it was probably our best interview that we even did with any of them. Uh, so it was super, it was a super big bummer. Uh, but then we got to meet Glacier who is for some reason, it's happened three times now because I was going on all the work trips during this whole period after Starcast. I met him first at Starcast. I've met him three uh, times 
uh, outside of that at the airport at the airport and like at random fucking places me and glacier apparently bros so uh you know that's that's a thing that happened me and glacier like he bought me a beer at the orlando air- airport because both nice. flights got delayed and he's just like oh yeah like i, I think i yeah i remember you. you 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 were with a guy that had like the tattoos and all that stuff I'm like yep that's us and he's like yeah oh, yeah we talked about we talked about our like my pets and 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 because notoriously oh no wrestling uh we don't do good you know interviews with wrestlers we like to ask them questions that have no relevance whatsoever to the wrestling world or or anything to do with it so we ask them like oh like do you have any pets like what's your favorite beer like oh yeah we just ask them all sorts of dumbass shit that that makes no sense And, and yeah so uh so Glacier was another one. Uh, then we got to talk Deuce, to... Deuce, you got something? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, can I, I add something to that? Yeah, Owen? Of course, yeah, sorry. Like, that has been our in, actually, with wrestlers, because we got the head of uh, Ring of Honor Talent Relations email, and he was sending us guests, and when they would come on, like, we'd talk to him about wrestling, but we'd have, like, a pre-show interview, and we're like, look... First 10, 15 minutes, we're going to talk about wrestling. Then we're going to talk about, like, video game sports. I remember Shane Taylor just got done cutting his fucking grass when he called us, just got off the lawnmower, and we talked to him about the Bulls and, you know, Triangle Bitch and shit like that for, like, 30 (laughs) minutes. Yeah. Like, uh, we talked to, uh, goodness, it was a Punishment Martinez, but now he's in NXT under another gimmick. And we talked to him about, like, what New York sports teams he liked. And I have noticed when you talk to wrestlers about things that aren't wrestling, you actually kind of get a little bit of an in because they're so fucking tired about talking about wrestling. They want to talk about something else. Gotta think about it too. Like, yeah, I mean, if it, this guy just actually wants to know a little bit about who I am rather than, mm-hmm. Oh, what's the latest work on? What are you doing? And what, you know, how's the, you know, at that point, Glacier was in that double or nothing, that first uh, Battle, Battle Royal. Royal. The, over, right. the over budget Battle Royal, yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, he he didn't really want to talk about that. That was the that was coming up the next couple of days. It's like, nah, let's just talk about you know you where you're living now. How's life? What are you doing? And 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 the guy, you know, if you ever get a chance to meet Glacier, goddamn sweetheart, he also looks. Uh, way younger than he should for yeah. what what he has done uh, done and you know like the life that he's led to be quite frankly like uh, quite frank but no like uh, how would you describe well, uh, to people that don't know what he looks like how would you describe Glacier a wrestling you know, persona well Sub Zero obviously was his WCW character just in case like, people don't know who we're talking about yeah, yeah 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 if you guys yeah no um from back in the i guess that was like it must have been late 90s right where he was doing that Sub Zero gimmick or uh you know 96 yeah. 97 somewhere in that region and he had he was WCW didn't do a lot of like specialized intros at that time but he had the he special had, intro yeah, yeah, the special intro with the um, like the fake snow coming down, yeah. and then he had you know the it was the rip off the character yeah. rip off of Sub Zero, which of course uh, Mortal Kombat was big at the time, and 
and he's kind of embraced it to a degree. Like he's, yeah. he doesn't wear the mask thing anymore. Uh, he's now just kind of like, he, he's got the crew cut like he always did, but yeah. he's great shape for his age. And he, and he did tremendous in that, in that battle Royal. And, and all of us just gave him like, when we were there live, like glacier, glacier. And, and he, he, we we were in a section of the crowd where I think a lot of the people that were huge fans that had probably gone to Starcast and met him, uh, they, you know, were also cheering along for Glacier, and uh, and yeah, they, you know, he kind of just gave us a nice little right after he got you know kicked out of the battle royal, right. he gave us that you know that little bit of love like just you know I could see you type thing. Well, I'm hoping we're going to get have him on the show because one of our good sponsors, Thunder Championship Wrestling, which is our local wrestling promotion here in Polk County, knock on wood, are going to be doing shows again real soon. I might know some things. I can't talk about them, but hopefully soon they'll be happening. But they were going to have a, a, a wrestling event the weekend of WrestleMania, and he was going to be one of the big people that was coming, like the, the guest, if you will. Um, and we were going to try and have him on the podcast, but with COVID and everything, it fell through. But I still want to do that because I want to pick his brain because allegedly they have talked about like on 83 weeks, a couple of other podcasts that like they were going to try and do like three or four Mortal Kombat characters and like put them in WCW. But because Glacier just kind of he got over, but he didn't really get over, if that makes sense. Like, didn't they were like, you, yeah. Though, didn't they? There was another one that was a, another ripoff of, oh, God, what was his name? He was, I think it was uh, Crush. Remember Crush from WWF and he went over? He had one in WCW that I want to say it was him that was, uh, it, it was it was like the, it was like a, almost a predator looking character. Uh, I can't remember his name, but there was they they told well, I know that I know sure. Canyon who used to be uh, what Mortis right he yes. he had that right. reptile kind of look uh, in his, his uh, gimmick okay. and he had like, what Wrath Wrath with him I think he had a guy named Wrath with him that was also in the, in the gimmick too so. Mortis and Wrath. I think that's. I might. Yeah. Does I that might sound familiar? Yeah. That yeah. Yeah. That's that's. But they they were trying to go with that, and I don't know. I and like I said, we got to say allegedly, just so our lawyer gets paid this week. Yeah. Um, allegedly, they were going to try and go with like more of those, but I think it was a, a, a part they weren't getting over the way they thought they'd get over, and the other part is they were getting so gimmick and fringy. They're like, okay, at what point is Midway going to step in and start like suing us and it not be worth it? Like if they're getting really over and then Midway says something, then whatever. But oh, yep, yep, there you go. Thank you, Owen. Uh, but I, I, you know, I really think that they were. Uh, you know, working on that angle. And I don't, I, I'd, I'd love to hear the story, especially from him and his point of view. Like, what did you know? Had you played the video game? Did, you know, did you know this was kind of the faction or like what they were trying to do? Or we see like, dude, I showed up one day, they gave me the costume. I just ran with it. I think that's kind of what happened. I, I, I do too. I, I really do. And honestly, good for him for being able to kind of run with it and and, and be as old as he is now and still, and still doing the gimmick, kind of using that. Yeah, and I, going I, to cons and shit and doing signings and shit, and still in the gimmick. I mean, fuck, I want to do that. 
We didn't interview him there, but yeah. Ken Shamrock was there, just oh. scary, like just just fucking like no one wanted to go up to say hi to Ken Shamrock, and uh, and yeah, he was. I'm like, I am not interviewing him. That I, I, yeah. I, I feel, yeah, no, I couldn't do that one. Like, that uh, guy might break kayfabe and just do a straight shoot on me. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, a literal shoot. He might shoot the leg or something. Oh, my exactly. gosh. <laughs> Dude, his cabbage patch ears, they're fucking done. Like, oh, he's, he's out. Yeah, still still a bad motherfucker. Fucker, yeah, like, it's like Mike Tyson. Like, you ain't saying shit to Mike Tyson. Oh, I don't give a damn how old he is. Uh, that's relevant right now. Oh, I'm getting that pay-per-view. By the way, Owen, your invite's in the mail if you want to come. I know how it is. It's in September, so we got a couple months. Maybe things will be a little bit better by then. Yeah. We don't have bastard looming over us. Yeah, because uh, it's him and Roy Jones Jr. I think. Yeah, are doing I know. It. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. it's gonna be dope, and the price point is nice. It's only fifty dollars. It's not ridiculous. Because trust me, I paid way more for boxing pay per views than that. Yeah, but there's not. I mean, it sounds like isn't that the only only like thing on the card currently? No, no well, maybe on the card, but there'll be an undercard. So oh, I know I'll get like four or five fights out of it. Because uh, trust me, they know people are gonna buy it for Tyson. So every Everybody and their brothers going to be like, hey, can we have a couple of our young guys fight each other on the uh, pre-show because they'll get their name out there? Like, trust me, it'll end up being a full card before it's I over I just think it's going to end up becoming something like a uh, celebrity boxing. Death match. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be celebrity boxing part two. Uh, the, give the a other, damn. The other, the other people that we met at StarCast and we had interviews with, we had two other big ones. I don't think I'm missing one, but I, I, I know there was two other big ones. Well, we, Blue Mania was one because you Blue talked to him Mania. about the Retromania game. Yep, we had a great conversation with Blue Meanie, another absolute sweetheart. Uh, he talked to us at length about, you know, the the Retromania game that was coming out and kind of like the the characters that he was trying to get involved. And I didn't realize he had such a, you know, a uh, big involvement in that. He's been a huge, you know, a huge part of that. Right. So that, that way it was really cool to talk to him. And then um, next to that, Colt Cabana. Which boom, 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 Colt Cabana. That's a funny one. And my 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 buddy Duncan, who um, he didn't want to admit it. My Duncan is uh, my buddy Duncan is a very heavily tattooed boy. He's got tons. He's got a Bobby Heenan. He's got all sorts of wrestling tattoos. Oh wow! I didn't know that his tattoos were all like wrestling related. Not all. Some, some, probably. He's got at least five or six very wow. big, you know, rest. I mean, he's got he's got woo on his knuckles. Like oh, wow. he's got a Rick, yeah, with a Ric Flair. Like wow. he's got woo. That's cool. So he's he's serious about it, but he also has a boom boom Colt uh, you know, uh the boots and like the like the, like the, the everything, like the boom boom Colt Cabana. And I'm like, dude, we gotta talk to Colt and my my buddy Duncan, as much as like he's this big tattooed guy, gets real shy at times, which you know it's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. And he, I'm like, all right, how about if I start it off, and then you can kind of you know hop in a little later down, you know, in the conversation. And of course, I throw him under the bus right away. I'm like, Colt, how's it going? Let me, can I interview you for your thing, like for my podcast? He's like, Absolutely. So he hops in. He's doing the whole. Yeah, he's playing the gimmick. He knows how to do it. He's a podcaster himself. He knows how to right. do this whole thing. So, yeah, he, we, we talked for a second. 
And uh, I'm like, so by the way, my buddy here, Duncan, he's got a tattoo that's like in honor of you on uh, on his leg. And he'd like to show it. And like, Duncan's just like, you motherfucker. Like, uh, try, you know, throw him right under the bus straight away. But Colt was literally like honored, took a picture with it. Like, oh, shit. Put it on his Instagram. Like, that's cool. You know, and, and we probably, even after we hit like stop, like on the recorder and we had a good interview with them and we only did like five, 10 minute interviews with each of these guys because we don't have yeah. time. Like, you know, we, and we also understand there's other people in line that are waiting to see these people to talk to them. So we don't want right. to waste, but Colt wouldn't leave us alone. Like he just wanted to keep shooting this shit. And he's like, no, 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 you guys, can you wait a little bit? We want to, we want to yeah. talking right now. And, you know, we of course we feel like superstar with our media pass. <laughs> and we're interviewing Colt Cabana, and he's wanting to talk to us, not the other way around. Yeah. So yeah, like that was that was sort of the the star cast experience, and 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 like I said, we had a a a wonderful a wonderful time, like seeing just the uh, the way it was kind of set up on its second one, the the uh, the experience we had with just you know. The, the bucks are right there. They came right by us. They, I mean, I got to high five them all. And, and, you know, as, as wrestling fans, as dumb as it sounds, that little shit cool. means yeah. a lot. Like that's, that's one of the big things, but I know we need to take a break. So, so we're going to take a small break. And when we get back, we're going to find out each of our favorite flavor of ice cream. Stay tuned. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color. Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. Now announcing, they are delivering straight to you Nintendo DS games and PSP games. What do the listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com. Pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with with Johnny Johnny and Deuce Deuce sent you. And we're back with the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Of course, I'm Johnny. i got my main man, Deuce. And special guests from the Oh No Radio Show, Oh No Wrestling Show, Owen Butler himself. Oh no, baby. Nice. Good times. Uh, so I was kind of joking on the way out of our, our into a break uh, what our favorite flavor of ice cream is. I'm going to ask that because why the fuck not? What's your favorite uh, flavor of ice cream, Deuce? I really like they've got this Reese's peanut butter ice cream now. I've really been digging on that. And uh, that's I, I like it. I think it's pretty cool. And they put like the little Reese's peanut butter cups in it. So Nice. How about I- you, Owen? I'm a weirdo. I'm a straight up vanilla motherfucker. I like a good vanilla bean. And I also am even weirder because I like to eat it with pickled potato chips. Oh, wow. That's mm-hmm. sweet That's and savory. Because cool, I do like vanilla. Yeah. 
Mm. I'm a, uh, I'm, I think I'm a pregnant woman at heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, so we're back. We already know, like, kind of like, we're, the, that was one thing that Deuce and I were talking about. We were like, you know, it's so awesome when you're talking to someone that's in the same headspace and they, they understand that how things work and how things operate. It makes things, you know, they're like, I got your back. I know you, you know. Uh, but uh, for me, uh, personally, uh, to chime in a little bit about, like, um, what my opinion of AEW was, because uh, AEW, Deuce was on board from the jump. Like, he, like, first merch, he was like, I'm just going to go chip, chip. And he went and got uh, um, uh, AEW merch. And uh, so... And I was a little bit on the fence in the beginning because I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Uh, but um, none, of us none of us were. Yeah, I mean, I saw that press conference. And we're all like, "All right." Uh, I had like I had a little bit of like goose, uh, not goosebumps, butterflies in my stomach watching it because I'm like, "Man, this is kind of different," you know? Like, no one's really, really wanted to, other than WCW or TNA. Well, let me take it back. Other companies have tried to do the same thing, uh, but you know, another competition in, in this space. Uh, and, and some people were just like, ah, it's going to be, it's going to fail or whatever. No one could compete. And then fast forward to, you know, 2020, AEW is killing it this year. They are absolutely destroying the competition. And even in the numbers uh, against NXT, it's it's almost double, um, allegedly, almost double uh, the Nelson ratings. So it's it's been pretty, pretty insane what AEW has been doing, especially in 2020. They've done an amazing job with the talent they've hired, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. they've got a nice balance of names you know, i.e. Chris Jericho, uh, your your John Moxley's, which came like he debuted at that Double or Nothing that I saw, uh, that I was there live, you know, for. Uh, obviously, your Kenny Omegas and your Bucks and your, you know, Cody's, of, of course. But then they've done a great job as well of introducing us to new stars. So I... I will be honest and say I wasn't really 100% sure that this was going to work when I went to Double or Nothing in Vegas and saw that first pay-per-view and instantly seeing how it was set up, seeing that set, seeing everything that they were doing, it was just like, mm, okay, this is going to work. This this has an audience. This has, uh, you know... Um, this has something that mixes the WWE aesthetic with the indie landscape. And these were two things that hadn't been really combined efficiently yet. So for me, it was, it, it was a nice way. It was like new Japan mixed with WWE or, you know, it, it felt so much different. Mm-hmm. And I and I can remember sitting there, and yes, I had a few beverages in me. But <laughs> what really gave me this insane like feeling of oh my god, this is different was the Cody versus Dustin match. Now this is you know this was the Blood Brothers match if you want to call it that. I don't oh, know how else. God, really yeah. And and I'm not gonna lie. Obviously, that was a blade job. Uh, and if you're a wrestling fan, you probably know what that is, but the, I could smell like Dustin's blood. Oh, wow. TV. Uh, or not, not, not on TV, but it, yeah. like, from you're the three rows back. Yeah. Back, I could smell 
the blood coming off the guy. And that alone just felt like WWE is never going to let this happen. This isn't common. Even in the indies, this isn't that common. This is something that's gone out of, you know, style kind of a long time ago. Blading is, you know, and you have to trust the guy to know what he's doing when he's doing this. So when I saw that and I felt that and just the visceral reaction and it's one thing I've gone back and obviously watched it on TV since, but being live in that audience and I almost felt physically sick, you know, just watching that amount of blood pour from the dude's face and smelling it like it, the smell will be something that I don't think remember. I'll yeah. forget, you know, and that's when I knew that's when I knew something's <laughs> like eh, this might not last forever. But it's going to make an impact, you know, for quite a while. Well, that match was special because when wrestling does everything right, it's the best form of entertainment. Because, like, at one point you're angry, at one point you're happy, at one point you're sad. And then at the end you get all the feelings. Like, I've said this story a million times. I'll say it a million and one. When that match was over, I texted my brother and told him I loved him. Like, it it hit me that hard. Yep. So I was like, man, this this is awesome. And whether it's real or worked or not, that little yeah. crack in Cody's voice when he says, yeah. I don't need what it was. I don't need a friend. I don't need, I don't a, need a friend. I don't need a tag team partner. I need my older brother. And when he did that, so literally when I pulled out my phone, I texted my older brother and I told him I loved him when he said that. Cause I was like, motherfucker, I have been there where it's like, I don't need my friend. I don't need my buddy. I need my, I need my fucking older brother. And I've been in that situation. And like when pro wrestling elicits such a real emotion from you and then hits you so hard, it's like, damn it, you're doing it right. And it makes me so happy as a fan. It's just like, this is awesome. It doesn't happen at every show either. Like it's no, it's no. Or between, really yeah. get those it, like those crazy um, the, those moments. But when they do, it feels so real. And I, like, and we so know good. it's not real, but it's it just has. Don't don't tell me that you can't you know uh, tell a story and and elicit emotion in in a wrestling match because all you got to do is show those. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, a perfect example I'd like to chime in that's not as recent, but recent in the landscape of the last five years in WWE uh, was the Monday Night Raw after Daniel Bryan won the championship. I mean, every time I ever watch that, Goosebumps City, like everyone's just chanting and he's got like his overcoming with, he's trying to fight back tears and like, Oh man, that Monday Night Raw. I mean, they just let him go. Yes, for like it felt like ten minutes. Just like yep. it was the, that emotion. Like it, it just. Oh man, I. Whew, uh, that's a moment I'll, I'll never forget. I, that I, you know, even even more recent than that, just to see Edge's reaction coming back at the latest Royal Rumble and see those like that dude. I don't know that you can like the best actors in the world can fake that kind of like look in their eyes of fuck like this is just this means something and obviously like it doesn't mean something to everyone if you've never watched wrestling but I think you can watch if you can have never watched wrestling before and see that guy's expression on his face and see that he's going through an emotional reaction as a real and and 
and as the fans, a person, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Well, I quick question because you know, obviously, wrestling is a big part of all three of our lives, uh, and I kind of wanted to find out, like, what was that moment where you realized you were a fan of wrestling? I've got two. Okay. Um, because I I started my I have an older brother. He's five years older than me, mm-hmm. and my uh, we my family. I'm originally from the UK, by the way, uh, and so my my brother in the UK was into, you know, into wrestling. And I, and I, you know, I tended to copy a lot of well, whatever's cool that my brother likes. I'm going to like, cause I'm five years younger than him. He's like anything that he likes, I'm probably going to like hop on board with. So that was my kind of first thing. But I will say that it, the moment of kind of like change that this is like kind of important for me, was the barbershop. It was the Marty Jannetty, Shawn Michaels, end of the rockers, how cool fucking Shawn was, how explosively, you know, divisive it was and how it made a star out of Shawn. Uh, he's still my favorite wrestler of all time. Oh, he's in my top five. So Yeah. Uh, I think it's hard to not have him there, really, if we grew up in our generation. So that's that's number one. And then I got, I got, uh, I got out of wrestling probably 2004, five when I went to college somewhere in that region, and I got out of it for four years, five years. So the the next big moment that got me back into wrestling, and no one will probably guess this one as to why, like, ah, this is cool again. Rusev on a tank. Rusev on a tank at WrestleMania coming mm-hmm. coming down to fight John Cena. And even though he lost, which is bullshit, Rusev on a tank was just like, nah, okay, I'm back in. And this was after, you know, months of my buddy, like, Duncan trying to, like, no, dude, wrestling's cool again. You, you got to check it out. You got to check it out. There's this guy, Seth Rollins. He's like your new Shawn Michaels. There's this like there's this Dolph Ziggler character. Fuck Dolph Ziggler. I, uh, great work rate. Just don't really care. Uh, get a character, you dickhead. Uh, instead of stealing, every, <laughs> stealing everything from, from Shawn. Um, so, yeah, no. I, I It was Rusev. It was Rusev on that goddamn tank that brought me back. What about you? What can I ask both you guys? Like, what is the the monumental moment of well being into wrestling? Yeah, well, for those that have been following us for a while, um, Deuce and I we've been we were fortunate enough to be surrounded by wrestling at a very young age. Um, Deuce's dad and my dad both were fans of wrestling, uh, and uh, I got into wrestling, you know, because it was always around me when I was a kid. Um, and it became a is, uh, the Saturday night, uh, WCW Saturday night uh, main event. Um, and like I would watch that with my dad. My dad worked a lot. at se- He worked for 7-Eleven for 35 years. Uh, and um, it was like he worked 13-hour shifts, graveyard shifts, stuff like that. So, I, he, you know, he was gone a lot. And then it was just like, but we always had uh, our time together to watch, you know, wrestling. And that that's why it was, was so... Connection, like, the, were you more of a WCW guy than a WWF guy? So, yeah, let, let me channel that question. That um, 
so at that time, WCW was just always available for me and always, you know, WCW Saturday night in the 90s when TNT really started to push it, you know, uh, push the envelope. Uh, you know, 96 is when WCW, in my personal opinion, WCW really started to uh, push the envelope and really get crazy and try new things and, you know, all that stuff. But Good w- bitch off years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and for me... To, to segue my earlier thought with my dad, you know, that's getting me into wrestling. But what made me realize I was a fan, like a real big fan of wrestling, um, it was the moment where I was, the moment I was uh, watching WCW Nitro and I started flipping. I was like, just because there's no commercial break. And then I was like, oh, WWF is on at the same time. What? And this was this must have been like ninety three, ninety four. Like Raw had already been in and been going on for about a year now, uh, and Nitro really wasn't Nitro. I don't think at that time. Uh, I think it was just I forget what it was called, but maybe it was Nitro before. I don't remember, but uh, it was around that they had a program on, and and then when Nitro uh, debuted as well uh, in that mall or whatever, uh, they I, I I didn't see that episode, but Nitro was the first one to go live. Which oh, was right. That's the that's what. What it is yeah nitro That's was fir- you're thinking of I yeah think. yeah nitro was the first one to go live but like i remember becoming a previous channel button a lot of remotes back in those days had a last button or last whatever last channel or previous yeah well they i guess they do i don't ever use it do you ever use it i don't uh yeah all the time do you really yeah <laughs> uh but i remember being glued my hand the controller was glued in my hand and i remember watching i'd be my affinity to answer your question in a roundabout way wcw was my preferred uh if i had to do both you know um but wwf had moments that the when mankind won on raw like i i i i stood up screamed it was one of the biggest mistakes that bischoff ever made was, was telling people about this amazing moment that was going on and everybody tuned over because okay weird like, i flipped over a bunch of the seats yep yep i flipped yeah. over as soon as he said it i'm like no way man i flip over and boom and i'm just like oh yeah it was and then it was very surreal for me because that's when i realized that i wasn't just like the casual you know hey what was you know wrestling's cool or whatever because at the time you know to get information you had to call a hotline or get magazines right so and uh luckily i had some friends (laughs) that tape traded with me so like and that's how i found out about more of the indie scene and then like japan and and mexico uh so i started learning on you know i'm a moves mark i i've been following and studying it since i was a kid um but it wasn't until mike tenay uh in wcb nitro where i was like all right he's a professor i need to learn into this guy and that's why I have such a big affinity towards Mauro Ranallo because he he comes from that same dedicated mindset, like a true, you know, play by play, you know, like calling it. He treated it like it was an actual, you know, real sport that you'd hear in like major leagues, you know. Uh, and so yeah, I, I would ha- I have an affinity towards WCW, but I'm not gonna lie and say I didn't love Triple H and and um, Undertaker and Mankind and and Stone Cold and Rock and Rock and Hulk Hogan and that and then all of a sudden that crowd turns uh, on the Rock and you're like what? And then the might and the money after that, like it just there's just so many moments in both camps that made me just feel it. But I would have to say um, there were. But I'll, yeah, I, I mean, I got I got to say I was the WWF mark from the beginning. I okay. was always more on that camp. Sure. I, and sure. I and I have to, and I have to say that 
there's a reason they won the war. Yeah. There, no, yeah, I, I definitely... Well, you also got to think, too, um, when... Um, I'm trying now. I remember his name, uh, Vince. Uh, not his name, uh, Vince Russo. Russo. Thank you, Deuce. Uh, Vince You're Russo welcome. took over. Uh, really took over in WCW. I, that's when, after '99, it, it WCW started dropping. I'd say '99, 2002. Obviously, when Goldberg got, you know, uh, that was for me. I think that was the the, uh, the straw that broke the camel's back. You know, and I don't think they they were just spending money where they didn't need to spend money and they, they, they were just, I don't know, trying to do whatever they could. But I mean, there was some great stu- stuff that happened during even those last two years match wise. Uh, but no one's going to remember Lash LaRue, you know, 20 years from now. Dude, I, uh, I want, I want uh, disco Inferno to go into the hall of fame. Uh, wait, no, I don't fuck him. <laughs> he had an amazing, amaz- I always go back though. He had an amazing run uh, with Juventud Guerrera in '98. So uh, where he won, where he won the championship against Juventud Guerrera, Halloween, Halloween Havoc '98. So uh, you know, I could go back with uh, WCW, WWF. Uh, it was more the Attitude Era that really got me with WWF. So that was kind of like where I shifted, you know, to both loving both. I would say was that '97, '96, somewhere around there. But it is, and it is so weird currently just to see the um, that same sort of shift happening right now. Like I get, I get kind of mad because I mean, I obviously host a wrestling podcast, OnoWrestling.com, but I I don't enjoy the people out there that are so smarky that they can't still like some stuff in WWE. Yeah, there's shit. Yeah, there is, but there's plenty of good stuff in there too. If you let them have the chance, and you give, you know, uh, I, I and and by that same token, AEW's done stuff I don't like as well. So it's 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 a constant like I go I go back and forth between Dynamite and NXT, and I can I can respect and enjoy them both. Yeah, Raw and SmackDown are pretty hard to watch, but does it mean I'm gonna not ever like? tune into any of that no i'm still gonna try and try and follow it as best i can and you know i may not watch the three hour episode of raw but i'm also going to do my best to you know at least understand what's what's you know going on on the rest in the wrestling world and i i kind of think that's weirdly important as wrestling fans that 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 to not have so much like I, I I don't know allegiance to one brand or something or another. I think that's stupid, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Deuce. What was a uh, you? You kind of come from a similar background with me, where you you know weren't you younger when you uh, just kind of discovered it? But what was like your moment where you realized, hey, I'm this is my jam. Well, I think the at least the first wrestling moment I can remember, and it's it's very random. Uh, my mom and dad went bowling with their friends and the bowling alley had a babysitter. So they left me with this babysitter and it was this older African-American lady in a muumuu and house slippers. And when she opened the door, it was like kitty Thunderdome in there. Like there were kids just going buck wild. And I'm like, what are you doing? So I, I walk in and she has an, it's upper right hand corner was a TV and it was the old click, click, click TV where you had to turn the channels manually. Cause you got to remember this is the eighties and 
she was watching pro wrestling and a kid could have gotten murdered in that room. It didn't matter. She was glued on that TV. So I went and sat down next to her and I what started watching. watching. What was she watching? Was it? W- I think it was W. It was Saturday night. So I think it was WCW Saturday night. I'm pretty sure because uh, Ric Flair came on at some point because I remember I was sitting there watching it with her. Even maybe might've been, it, it could have been. Uh, I, 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 for some reason, I think Ric Flair was on there. And the only reason I remember that is because my dad finally came back with my mom to pick me up highball glass in hand, of course. And they were ready to go. And Ric Flair was on. And dad was like, no, uh, wait, we gotta wait. We gotta see what Flair's doing here. Like, and waited through a whole match to leave with me. And I was like, Oh, dad likes this. I like this. Cause my dad is way, way older than I am. I'm the youngest of five. So, like, we couldn't relate to a lot. Like, he didn't like comics. He didn't like video games. There was very few things we could relate to. And I didn't become a big sports fan until later in life. So, we didn't have that we could talk about. But it was like pro wrestling was the thing we could uh, talk about. yeah. So that was like our bonding thing. So we did that and we would watch pro wrestling together. And one of my, my all time favorite memories of my dad, and it, it may literally be the first like pro rest, like big pro wrestling show I went to is me and dad went to see, and I want to even say it was like a thunder in Orlando. And we went for my 16th birthday and he bought me a Goldberg t-shirt. And so we're sitting there and like, Goldberg wasn't on the card. So we're sitting there, we're watching, we're having a good time. And then dad's like, uh, we should, well, why don't we go home a little early? Let's, you know, let's beat the crowd. And I'm like, okay, dad, if that's what you want to do, that's okay. (laughs) And then like, they go to a commercial break and they're like, fans stay in your seat. As soon as thunder's over, we'll have a match with Bill Goldberg. My dad's grabbed my arm and he's like, Son, I think we're going to stay a little longer. (laughs) He was a Goldberg Mark himself. Oh, straight up, Mark. I'll tell you what. Like, uh, probably the greatest memory I have of my father is about 20 minutes later. Once Thunder gets over, Fit Finley comes out because that's who he's going to fight. Now, this is when he was on that undefeated streak where every week it jumped by, like, 50 people or something crazy. So, they say – and they announced Bill Goldberg. And when Bill Goldberg comes out, my dad popped as hard as I popped at 16. <laughs> and he was probably 50 at the time. So, I mean, he was popping like he was six. Like, he was like, ah, Goldberg! And so, me and him are both marking out. And we watched the – and, I mean, he hits a Goldberg match. It lasts about two minutes. Maybe not even that. Right. Like it's same old shit. It kept you there. It kept you with you. It kept you there, and it kept us watching the whole time. And and when I when we left, Dad goes, "I know I paid a lot for that Goldberg shirt, but it was worth it." So like, if you want to buy like my first wrestling experience in in an actual arena was because of my brother, who I talked about earlier, who got me into wrestling. We lived in the UK. We came to America on vacation. It just so happened to be that the WWF had a match at the old arena. They had an event going on at the old arena. 
And so we went, like, my brother was just like, no, he knew about it. He was like, and he was probably like 10, 12 or something. I was like, you know, uh, like way younger, five yeah. years younger or whatever it is. I was probably six years old, seven years, five. Yes, yeah, probably six, honestly. And so we're, we're, um, we're there and it was, it got down to it. Like my parents did buy the tickets. We're up there in the nosebleed section just for my brother. Like I wasn't, I was too young to even really be into it at this point. And my, I ended up before the main event, which was Hogan Warrior, by the way. Wow. Hogan Warrior on a house show in, in Orlando. My little ass falls asleep. So, oh, wow. uh, so my parents, so, I mean, I'm tiny, you know, yeah. like, I don't know, like, whatever. So I fall asleep. My brother still to this day, my parents made us leave. My brother still to this day didn't get to see his Hogan warrior match <sighs> that he was so desperate to see. And he never has forgiven me. I'll say that. So that's, I got to side with your brother on that one, to be honest I, with you. You know what? Like, I, you know, <laughs> I do too, actually. So I can't really blame him. Oh my gosh. The funny thing is if your parents knew anything about uh warrior Hogan, they, that match would only last 10 minutes because yeah. Warrior would got blown up on his entrance, and about five minutes through the match, cocaine would start wearing off, and he'd be like, "We gotta go home, baby." It would have been too dissimilar to your Goldberg match, quite yeah. frankly. Exactly, like literally, allegedly, they would not have to have waited that longer. Just yeah. Let me throw allegedly out there a couple times so our lawyer can get paid and we don't get sued. But, uh, but yeah, like literally, that would have been a long match. But it's funny because. I told you about all the Roosevelt shirts I've been buying, and one of them I got is WrestleMania Six, and it's Warrior uh, Hogan on the shirt, and that's a whole shirt. It's awesome. Which actually, to kind of bring it full circle, Two when you were people on a shirt, I love it. Exactly, but uh, you know, uh, you, when you guys were at Starcast, you said you got to see the Roosevelt shirts there with all the wrestlers on them, and you said that you thought they were pretty cool and they had a pretty cool booth. No, they did. Yeah. And, and it, you know, I've always loved those shirts. I just uh, have never liked their price point. That's maybe my only. Hey, I'm not mad at you. The other person I'm, uh, I, I love, but I hate it at the same time is Chalkline because wow. I bought like uh, three of their tank tops. Uh, I'm a little mad at them right now because I bought a pair of, you'll love this. It's Attitude Era, uh, like gym shorts, but it's got like, DX, Mankind, Cactus Jack, The Rock, like all every single logo of every wrestler that was amazing during the Attitude Era on it, and I'm still waiting on it because I bought it like two months ago, and I bought it on pre-order, and they're like, oh, pre-order means you'll get it like in three or four months. And I'm like, okay, but like when? And they're like, so. Fuck off. Yeah. That's a little annoying. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but I agree on the price point because all that stuff's expensive. But, you know, as, as much as I hate to say it, the one thing I will spend good money on is wrestling merchandise, which is probably stupid. But hey, if it makes me happy, I say fuck it. You and me both. We both, uh, we're, I'm sure you're buying it tomorrow. We're, we're all tuning in for uh, good old talking shop of mania. Fuck you, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to have some bear skis. Here at the house, we're doing chili, cheese, dogs, buddy, and it's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even though it's a pre-recorded uh, wrestling event, I uh, will still be tuning in on time. I'm oh, trying. my God. Did you see the new preview for it? That I they did. Put, 
Oh my god! Once I saw that new preview on Impact, I'm like, this is the best fifteen dollars I've ever spent. Yeah, and that's smart. And I'm hoping a lot of people buy it. And they go, you know what? Maybe if we do pay-per-views like 15, 20 bucks and not make them as long, just do a two-hour pay-per-view, people will buy it. And I don't know. Maybe it'll change the market a little bit. I think it needs to happen, quite frankly. I think that in an era where people are getting used to obviously the WWE network and paying 10 bucks a month for their pay-per-views. AEW needs to figure out something in that regard, whether it's with fight TV or some other, you know, uh, subscription service, I would gladly do a 10 buck a month thing. If I got a big four without, you know, having to pay, you know, 50 bucks for each pay-per-view, but you know, conversely, I'd be more than happy to pay 20 bucks for each pay-per-view. I just can't do fucking 50 bucks a show. Come on, boy. Well, the other thing is you got to think about this. If if they said, look, we will do our pay-per-view. It will only be on you on fight. Um, fight might be able to give them a bigger, better split because what I have heard all the time, and this is through different podcasts, so I have to say allegedly, is that when you deal with co- cable companies – you're not getting as good a split as say if you're going through fight because fights a little bit more easy access. So it's like, well, if you just said, Hey, we're doing the pay-per-view through this, then you get a better split. But prime example, uh, let's use ESPN and UFC. So the last big fight they had from fighter Island, you could only get that fight through ESPN. You I, I tried to buy it on cable. It wasn't there to buy. So I had to buy it through ESPN Plus, which I had a subscription to already, and I bought the pay-per-view for them. Now the bullshit was it was the exact same price as it would have been if I bought it on cable, which yeah. is the only thing that sucked. But it's like I know if I'm buying it through their app, they're getting a better better percentage of the profits. And it's like, well if you're getting a better percentage of the profits, lower the price and you'll get more buys. No, that's that's a really good point. And I think that the whole pay-per-view industry is changing just with on-demand services yep. and oh, yeah. with obviously the ability – like I hate to be you know a jerk about this, but yeah, it's easy to steal them. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Like I, 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 I've done it. You know, I, I don't love it. Uh, but you know, as soon as I – Man's got to do what a man's got to do. You know, we're in the COVID era. People are laid off. People don't have this extra money laying around to spend $50 a month. And especially in the COVID era, you can't have your boys come over and chip in like you used to where you could have like, oh, we got 10 guys coming. We'll each throw in five bucks and throw in another five bucks for pizza. We're good to go. But now, especially, you know, I'll use you as an example. Like I invited you for talking shop. And you're like, eh, no, bro. Which is fine. I understand that. But it's like you can't hang out with your boys, chip in and pay for a pay-per-view like normal. So you kind of got to make changes. And I think the industry is going to have to make changes too. But how quick were we to be like, yeah, 15 bucks, no problem. I'm down with that. I didn't think twice about it. Like the 15 bucks, I just can't do 50. 15, 15 are too dramatically (laughs) different, you know. Well, I, I invited my friends over and I said, look, it's a wrestling pay-per-view. It's kind of a quirky comedy wrestling pay-per-view. It's not what you're used to. And I told him, I said, if you show up, if you want to throw in a couple dollars for food, you can. You don't have to. I'm going to eat this $15 because if not one person had come over tomorrow or 
Well, tomorrow in our space time continuum, in your space time continuum, when you like, listen, it will have been a week or something. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, I still would have bought it at 15 bucks because I want to watch it. I want to help out the, the good brothers because uh, I think they're doing some cool shit. And I also think that by doing this, there might be some indie feds that go, okay, shit. Like if we put on a good pay-per-view, we could sell it a pay-per-view for 20 bucks. Even if we tape it, like do it live, tape it, and then put it on pay-per-view and people are going to buy it. The only rub on that one is if an indie fed does it i'm afraid that it'll get spoiled and leaked and then people wouldn't buy it you have to keep it quiet because i mean we know some of the wrestlers are going to be there but we don't know the whole story so you would have to film it in secrecy and not let spoilers get out yeah for sure yep Sorry, Johnny. It looked like you wanted to take something. No, no, no. It's good. And I'm getting the old wrap-up symbol. So oh, he's got, <laughs> no, he, his mic's muted. That that's part of the reason. I think one of the kids was talking to him. Oh, uh, okay. sorry about that. There you go, buddy. Yeah. yeah. You're good. Uh, anyways. <laughs> well, no, man, uh, Johnny. I think this has been another amazing episode. It has uh, been. Owen, if you want to go, if you want to go ahead and plug all your stuff. Who me? Yeah, you, Owen Butler, the man, the myth, the legend, the hardest working man in podcasting today. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to find more wrestling content, you can find us over at OhNoWrestling.com. And, of course, our parent show, the Ohno Radio Show over at ohnoradioshow.com available on all of your podcasting platforms including Spotify, Apple TV and wherever Stitchers and stuff I don't know, I'm old, I'm also dad my name is Howard Finkel and I'll be tuning off now please tune in and give us a call at 407-906-6466 and if you don't think I'm going to blow that voicemail up now that I know you have a voicemail box, you have lost your mind, sir. Do it uh, up. Do it up. <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you what. And the other cool thing is I want to say uh, I love Owen's show. If you're a wrestling fan, seriously, you need to listen to his show. I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts, but seriously, this is from Deuce. He is the only wrestling podcast I listen to every week for my news, like my current events, like what's going on in WWE. Like that is a show that kind of keeps me abreast of what's going on in the wrestling universe. And there's no show. And at hundred percent, that is the show I recommend. It's the own no wrestling show. So you got to check it out. And also you ought to check it out because sometimes there's, uh, special appearances by me deuce on it and they are awesome so and speaking of awesome you need to check us out because we're awesome and you can check us out at hh podcast show you can check us out at hh podcast show at gmail.com send us your emails for buck the mega buck we're gonna do a virtual visit to the retro video games compound you don't want to miss it but what we can't miss is your questions because we want to bring them in our mailbag and bring them to him and ask him so make sure you put ask a buck in the subject line and also 
Soon, we are going to try and do our own version of Hot Ones called Spicy Deuces, and we want your questions. So send those questions to us, but put in the subject line, Spicy Deuces, so we send them to Brandy so we don't read them, because we want to make sure that we see those questions while we're sweating and drooling and snotting with all these hot (laughs) sauces, and we don't want to know what... The, the question is, we want to make up the answer on the spot while we're maybe mildly having a coronary. So you definitely want to check that out. Also, you can check us out at Facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show and at SoundCloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast. And of course, when you're on the Twitter machine, there's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags. Hashtag happy hour podcast, hashtag HH podcast show and hashtag deuces, deuces on, on the loose. loose. Later. See ya. He's had mailbag.